Welcome to Big Skywriter, the podcast for storytellers of all shapes and sizes. Whether you write novels, teach classes, or just tell your friends what you did last weekend, if you're a storyteller, this podcast is for you. Here's the host of Big Skywriter, Clint Morey. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for dropping by to listen. Today's episode is A Good Decision. Now let's admit it. The federal government often gets less than high marks for the things they do. So in this episode, I want to give you a look at something that I think the government did well. Now I'm serious. I actually found an incident where I think the government made a good decision. Now, of course, I had to go back about 240 years to find that incident, but I'm a history guy, so going back in time is a fun thing for me. Now, it's possible you haven't heard this story before. Now, if that's the case, it's not your fault because it most likely wasn't taught in your history classes. I'm going back to the 18th century, around the year 1776, when that Oh, let's see, what did they call it? Oh yeah, the Revolutionary War. Well, when the Revolutionary War broke out, England was the dominant fighting force in the world. And the 13 American colonies were far from being a military force of any concern. In fact, the colonies depended on England to provide them much of what they needed to live and thrive. Things like military supplies, weapons, ammunition, manufactured goods, textiles, metal products, trade goods, paper, printing supplies, and luxury items. Now, England knew the colonies depended on them, so one of the first things England did when war broke out was to stop sending stuff to them. That meant the colonies had to learn to do without or find ways to avoid the powerful English Navy as they sought to get goods from other countries, or to make stuff they wanted themselves. Sometimes it was just an inconvenience. Sometimes doing without was more of a challenge. One of the things that were cut off from the colonies were Bibles. Now that may seem like a little thing to many people today, but back then the lack of Bibles was an important issue. Now, it's not that the American colonies didn't have printers or presses. They had plenty of those. What they didn't have was enough Bibles in the English language. You see, England did not allow the colonists to print Bibles in English in the New World. All Bibles had to be printed in England by approved printers, and then they were sent to the New World. Now, it should be noted that the first Bible printed in America happened in 1662, which was more than a hundred years before the Revolution. That Bible was known as the Elliot Indian Bible, and it was the translation of the scriptures into the Algonquin language for the tribes that lived near John Elliot. He learned to speak their language, created an alphabet to represent their sounds, taught them how to read, and translated the Bible into their language so they would have access to the Word of God. That was a very impressive achievement. But when the Revolutionary War broke out, the shortage of English Bibles was felt by many. Now, that may not seem like an important issue. <laughs> okay, we know Bibles are banned in many places, but back in those ancient times, having a Bible in English was an important issue. 
1781, Robert Aitken, a Philadelphia printer, asked Congress to support his plans to print a Bible in English. The Bible was completed in 1782, and Congress officially approved what has come to be known as the Bible of the Revolution. Here's their resolution. Resolved that the United States in Congress assembled highly approve the pious and laudable undertaking of Mr. Aitken as subservient to the interest of religion as well as an instance of the progress of arts in this country, and they recommend this edition of the Bible to the inhabitants of the United States. I have a question for you to consider. Do you think Congress would pass a resolution today approving the Bible for use by the citizens of the United States? Think about it. And it probably wouldn't hurt if you pray for our country. Okay, on a different tack right now, I'd like us to look at that whole idea of be the reason someone smiles today. There's a video I would encourage you to watch it's by a guy called Mr. Beast, who has an enormous YouTube following, and it's called I Built 100 Wells in Africa. Now, you probably don't have the money to build hundreds of water wells around the world. After all, you are not a YouTube megastar. But I would encourage you to ask the Lord if there is anything he would have you do that could make a difference in someone's life. I have some links I would encourage you to check out. The first is an article called The Baby Bust, Female Perspective, and it's about the declining birth rate in the U.S. The author actually wrote about this in a previous article he had, but he got so many responses from women, he wanted to share it, and it's worth reading their responses. And then the next one is called Orwellian Nightmare, British Woman Fined for Silently Praying Outside of an Abortion Center. And it tells the story of what is happening not only in England, but what could be coming our way in the not-too-distant future. And then the final article I would encourage you to check out. For those of you who are fascinated with the growth of AI, you might want to check out the article, Artificial Intelligence Spot Made an Insider Trade and Then Lied About It During Simulation. Uh, if you want to, if you check my transcript or my notes you'll see links to those you can just click on them and go read them now before i go i'd like to share a blessing with you from the old testament may the lord bless and protect you may the lord's face radiate with joy because of you may he be gracious to you show you his favor and give you his peace number 624 to 26 until the next time be the reason someone smiles today